Hello, everyone. Welcome to our broadcast. We're excited today. We're going to be talking about the Day of Atonement and the power of the blood of Jesus. I love that word because when you break it down, it literally says at one minute. And so I really like that. We're really at one with God in that moment. And it's just one of the most life-changing and really revelatory things that ever hit me, that when God puts in a, puts us in a position, the shed blood atoned for all of our sins, but it put us at one with Him. And it just changed my whole life when I really understood that word. We used to center to Pastor Benny Hinn's ministry, we and he did. called so powerfully on the blood of Jesus and the power of the atonement. And so today we're going to be passing on some of that knowledge to you and some revelation that yeah. God has added with that. But get ready. This is that brand new season. We're now passing through uh, Rosh Hashanah. Now we're in 10 days of awe. We're at the Day of Atonement. And then we're headed to Tabernacles, the big celebration. And by the way, we'll be celebrating here powerfully September the 29th on Saturday. Dr. Ed Silvoso and Chuck Pierce will be with us, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. There's a link where you can register. Sunday morning, Chuck Pierce, October 1st, will be here at Word Alive. You're welcome to come there and be a part of that uh, day. It should be a very, very powerful, powerful time. There is a small registration fee for the conference, including lunch. But, of course, Sunday morning, no charge at all. And we look forward to seeing you there. Uh, Beverly and I... uh, so a powerful testimony, you know, we believe in the power of the ecclesia. Yes, we and, do. And that is the power of the blood of Jesus now empowering men and women to live their lives for God outside the four walls of the church. And one of our pastoral team, Pastor Scott Stanfield, who we love very dearly, shared such a powerful testimony a couple of years back about the ecclesia in action. And we want to show you that today. And it'll be a blessing. It's about nine minutes long, but... You want to watch it. It, will, it is so impactful and so empowering to see how God wants to use you and I, ordinary people, to do extraordinary things. We'll come back. Bev's got a word of prophecy to share, and then uh, we'll be sharing about the Day of Atonement and the power of the blood. So watch this and be blessed. Scott Stanfield. Thank you, Scott, for coming to be part of this <clears throat> conversation. So, Scott, let's talk a little bit more about what the Lord is doing through your committing to ecclesia, although you did it before mm-hmm. we had the book. Right. When the paradigm of ecclesia got into your mind where it wasn't all about the service, it was all about serving God wherever you were that yes. week. Yes. Give us a couple examples. Well, I, probably one of the greatest uh, things I've ever experienced in my life uh, is that my wife and I were going to build a pool and uh, 15 years ago and we were taking, you know, uh, bids or whatever you want to call it. And uh, we had a lady come and, uh, and she had a guy with her that, that worked for her. She owned a pool company and, and they came in to give us a bid and, and they weren't really interested. I mean, you could tell she was not really there. Mm-hmm. Like she was just there, but wasn't there. <laughs> and uh, the guy was really trying, but you know, he really, it's like, well, okay, we listened and everything. And my wife's a business lady. My wife says, you know, we, uh, probably not them. And so uh, I just said, not so quick. And while they were there, and the girl was just really not there. Like she really didn't want to do it because where we live and things. And, and uh, I said, not so quick. And my wife said, what do you mean? No. I mean, the other two people, the other the other guys that came, 
you know, and I said, no, I really, I really heard from the Lord. I said, they're the bill to pull. And uh, it made no sense. And, uh, but you know, one thing about God, that he didn't have to make sense. He makes faith. <laughs> That's true. And so, I, so we hired them, and they showed up, and it was not good. I mean, it was, it was not good at all. And, and uh, she, she was struggling, and she had a one-year-old baby. And uh, the guy she was with, he, you know, he was, uh, uh, I know, you know, he was probably taking something, too. And so one thing led to another. And it, was, it, was, it took months. And the whole time, I'm like, Lord, I know you told me. Yeah. I know you told me. And I kept struggling with that, and so, so one day I went to run, and uh, when I was running, I heard the Lord tell me that this pool that's being built, and and, and that I that I would be baptizing people in the pool, <laughs> and true. and this is 15 years ago, and I was coming out of addiction myself, and I was seeking God my whole heart, but I was still like struggling, and I'm like, I feel baptized, and so the girl that was building the pool. Uh, she was at the bottom of the pool when I came in from running, and uh, she was trialing the bottom of the pool. It was dry, and I was up here, and she was down here, and um, I asked if she wanted anything to drink, you know. She said, sure, and I was trying to, to talk with her and get to know her, but it was not happening. She was not having anything to do with me or nothing, and so I said, you sure? Do? Said, yeah, give me something to drink, so I gave her something to drink and, you know, got through running, and she said, so what did you just get through doing? I said, I went to run. And it was 100 degrees outside, but I wasn't running far. I just ran and get a sweat, you know. And uh, I said, you know what? I said, I got to tell you something. While you're doing this, I got to tell you what the Lord said. And she says, really? So the Lord spoke to you. I said, <laughs> and, and she said, what did the Lord say? I said, I said, the Lord said I'll be baptizing people in the swimming pool. Oh, God. Well, she started laughing at me. I mean, really laughing. Sure. And I kind of, to be honest with you, I'm like, I'm sorry, but that's what he said, you know. And so out of that, a few years later, they built the pool. Great. They did a great job. And uh, so a few years later, we had, uh, my sons were jumping on the diving board, and they kept breaking diving boards. <laughs> so we called this girl, and she uh, we said, we need a diving board. And she said, they break another diving board? And she said, I'll fix this. I said, okay. So she shows up on a Sunday afternoon with a diving board in her arm. It was a kiddie diving board. They, can't, they couldn't double jump. And uh, so she put the diving board on, and she got through. She said, uh, can I ask you a question? I said, yeah. She said, uh, do you think you go to hell if you kill yourself? I said, well, I don't know. And... She said, what do you mean you don't know? I said, well, there is one thing I'm sure of, that Jesus loves you. Mm. I do know that. Mm. And she said, no, he can't. She said, I've already been kicked out of church. She said, I've kicked out of one church. Mm. And she said, I don't go anymore. There's no way he could love me. Mm. And I said, could I pray for you? And she said, knock yourself out. That's what she said, <laughs> knock yourself out. And so I said, okay. So I said, can I, can I pray for you? But before I pray for you, I, I need to deal with some things that you might be dealing with that might be hindering you. And so I prayed for her, and when I did, some things broke off her. It was a power of the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. And when it broke off her, it was evident, and she started just sobbing, crying. Whoa. And grabbed and we hugged and wow. it, was, it was so powerful and it was the same girl that built my pool and 
So my wife and I had another engagement, so we had to go. We, you know, we gave her some stuff, and she texted us about 30 minutes later, and she told my wife, she said, you just saved a life. And my wife said, no, we didn't. Jesus did. Jesus loves you. And she said, you don't understand. I had one thing to do, one thing left to do, was to deliver a diving board. She said, I had three notes laid out for my uh, three kids. And she said, I was going to take my life. Suicide notes? Yes. Wow. But the power of the Holy Spirit and Jesus' love saved that girl's life. And that girl now, that same beautiful girl is part of our family. Wow. And that same girl now, uh, three and a half years ago, came through my gate at the pool and said, we need to talk. She said, uh, the, Lord, the Lord restored her life, by the way. I mean, restored her life, her whole life. And then she came through a few years ago and said, I need to talk. And we said, what is it? She said, I've been with the Lord. And the Lord says that we're to minister to the dancers here in this county that we live in. Wow. So three and a half years ago, she birthed uh, a strip club ministry called RGM, Release Grace Ministries. Man. And so now the, the, the ministry's been in, in, in ministry for three and a half years, and it's a powerful ministry. Uh, my wife and some other women go in every other week to the clubs, and they give out gifts. Uh, we, we never ask the girls to quit. We just lo They love them with the love of Jesus right where they're at. And these girls are so receptive. They're, they're hurting, and they come back to the back for prayer, uh, and we give them gifts. You know, they may do a pizza night one night for all the girls, and but they go to three clubs. It's been powerful. And now uh, with uh, the ministry we have here at the church, Esther House, uh, if the girls want out, uh, the, the ministry, the RGM ministry, it connected with Esther House, uh, they pay for a, a year rehab for these girls, RGM does, for uh, if the girls want out, uh, if they need rehab. So, and this is the lady that was going to kill herself that's right, that's right. after bringing you a diving board. Yes. Now she's out working yes. with dancers and strippers, and yes. these are people that God loved and That's created right. and That's delights right. in. And guess who was the first person baptized in the pool? That girl. Was it her? It was her. Oh, it was her. Great. Story. Yeah, and she's part of our family. She's she's like my like she is family to us now. And so that's what ecclesia is. That none of these things happen at the church altar. No, they no. happen out there. That's right. But what a great way to celebrate when you come to the church, say, hey, this right. lady, or That's you right. bring this lady right. and you build, like Jesus said, I will build my ecclesia. That's right. And this girl, that, the, the girl that, that built her pool, the first one baptized, she's also, I mean, spirit-filled, baptized in the Holy Ghost, and she ministers to, she ministers to a lot of people now. Wow. And uh, it probably, you know, in my life, that's one of the, you know, that's one of the things that I, I guess I look back and say, you know, Lord, you know, we're, we're doing what you want us to do. And uh, and now she's doing, she's she's the ecclesia, you see? She's the ecclesia. Right. Wow, how about that testimony? Well, you know, I knew parts of it, 
And I, I remember the story about the young woman and the, the suicide aspect of it, but I had forgotten that she is the girl that put in motion going into the strip clubs. That's where we, we met Cherish and yes. her mom, but the, the previous testimony, and I can't help but just be so thankful. I am so thankful because God had such a plan of redemption for her life that she had no idea who she was, which is such an important part of everything that we believe we're doing in the transformation community. First of all, your identity is so important, and then your alignment, then your empowerment, and then your assignment. And she has fulfilled all of those and continues to do so. So I just am so thankful. Cherish is a young lady that testified on one of our programs, our, our women's director. Her mom was the madam of this strip she was. Uh, strip club that got saved in the strip club because of this woman's that's ministry right. that's now a part of our church. And, of course, Scott's home is used every week oh as an ecclesia. 50 and 60 people come to Scott and Lori's home. It's what we call a and house of light. it's always open to everyone. Everyone yes. is always welcome. And the testimonies that have come out of that, they are nothing short of miraculous. Yeah, it's really, really powerful. So if you would like to connect to our transformation community, obviously a house of light, we can help you uh, be equipped and empowered to establish your house like Scott and Lori Stanfield as a house of light where it becomes a ministry uh, center in your territory and in your region. Uh, also, we offer a free daily email. All you have to do is subscribe and it's stocked full of revelation, prophetic encouragement uh, to help equip you and empower you for your purposes to be fulfilled and your destiny. Then also we have a free of charge, a four-week discipleship message on Transformation, which Beverly mentioned, identity, alignment, empowerment, and assignment. It has videos and a PDF workbook to go along with that absolutely free of charge. And of course, if you give, obviously, we continue to transform lives, cities, states, and nations. And so there's a graphic there that tells you how to connect with our transformation community. Thank you for considering joining hands with us, partnering with us to be the ecclesia. Yes. Jesus said, I will build my ecclesia and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So we bless you in that. And we also bless you today in your giving as you are contributing either first fruits or tithes and offerings. We are praying that God opens the windows of heaven and pours you out a blessing that you don't even have room enough to receive. Bev, you got a prophetic word you want to share with well, us? Well, it's from um, one of our local pastors, Kay McKeever, and it's just so powerful. And we've been talking about new beginnings and all that God is doing, and uh, we just have had the most revelatory time. Um, and so I want to encourage you in this. I'm doing a new thing in you, but it's not really new. It's what always has been. Yield, yield. I am moving, hovering over you. You sense the movement and think it's a storm coming. And in a way it is. It's a wind, a forceful wind of my spirit that blows everything away and blows down everything that men has built and called from me. For you, it is a new thing, but for me, it has always been. The wind is indeed blowing and getting stronger. The fire has formed and is now being released. Wow, what a word. Isn't that so powerful? I mean, I go back and reread all of these prophetic words that have come through. We, we have so such a prophetic community here, and they are so anointed, and I'm very thankful for it. Many of those, like Kay and others, communicate on our midweek service here that's online 
Worship in the Word. So yes. make sure and stay tuned into that because it's a very powerful opportunity to, to receive a bit of worship and also a powerful word as uh, these powerful prophetic apostolic men and women release those words out into the atmosphere to bring transformation and to bring change. So here we are now. We're we're moving in a very significant time of the prophetic uh, biblical calendar between uh, Rosh Hashanah and the Day of Atonement, preparing for tabernacles, the big culmination. Now, uh, some of you may understand or know this knowledge from the Bible, but this is the time where we're preparing for the coming of the Lord. It's the Feast of Trumpets. And so the concept, the biblical concept in the Hebraic mindset is we're, we're saying, Lord, is this the time, right? Well, if he does return, man, great. If he doesn't, he empowers us to continue our journey with tremendous blessings for another year to continue to extend his kingdom. And the big day is the Day of Atonement. And that was the day the high priest would go in and offer blood as a sacrifice for the entire nation of Israel to cleanse their consciousness so that they wouldn't feel separated from God. Well, you and I both know that Jesus Christ, our great high priest, has already fulfilled that mandate. So we're celebrating this feast, not looking forward to necessarily that which would come, but that which has already happened, where our sins have been forgiven and atoned for. But I want to give you just a brief scriptural concept because the, the whole idea of the blood covenant, I want you to understand, is not just uh, the... Uh, concept where our sins are forgiven, but actually we're in covenant with God, yes. that we are living and walking in covenant with God. Everything God wants to do in our lives this year is based not upon our effort, but upon our covenant, on our covenant with Him. And so this is a very powerful teaching. Pastor Benny used to teach, taught, it's taught called the cleansing of the leper. It's in Leviticus 14. I'll read it very brief, briefly. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, then shall the law of the leopard for the day of cleansing happen. He shall be brought to the priest and the priest shall go out from the camp and the priest shall examine him. And indeed, if there's leprosy, he is, if, if there is leprosy, the leprosy will be healed. And then the priest shall command to take for him that is cleansed two living birds, cedar wood, scarlet, and hyssop. And the priest shall command that one of the birds be killed in an earthen vessel over running water. As for the living bird, he shall take it, the cedar wood, the scarlet, and the hyssop, and dip them and the living bird in the blood of that bird that was killed over the running water, and sprinkle it seven times upon him who is to be cleansed from the leprosy, and shall pronounce him clean, and let the living bird loosed in the open field." And if you're like me, the first time I heard that, I was like, what in the world does that mean? <laughs> exactly. Well, let me break it down for you really, really quick. Priest, speaking of the high priest, leprosy, speaking of sin. Yes. The priest is instructed to go outside the camp. First major point. Isn't it exciting? You don't have to go find God. God comes and finds you. He does. And so comes to cleanse us of our sin, and sin meaning just shortcomings, missteps, whatever's going on in our consciousness that's keeping us separated from God. And how does he approach this? He says, very powerful, take two living birds, cedar wood, scarlet, and hyssop. Isn't this interesting? Cedar wood, speaking of the cross. Scarlet, speaking of the scarlet thread, the blood. Hyssop speaks of cleansing. Yes. He says, take these elements, two birds, kill one bird, sacrifice the bird, pour it in, the, in a vessel, dip the elements in there, sprinkle the 
the leper and then let the bird loose. What's that speaking of? The cross, the redemption, and the resurrection. Wow. Jesus left heaven, came to us, sacrificed himself, cleansed us from all sin, past, present, and future, and rose from the dead. Now, why is it important of seven? Seven speaks of covenant, right? The number seven, seven times the blood was shed so that the leper could be cleansed. Isn't this a powerful truth? The, the scriptures declare Jesus shed his blood seven times. There are seven covenant names of God. Yes. Every time Jesus shed his blood, it was to redeem us and attach us to the covenant blessing of God through the power of the blood. Let me tell you what they were real quick. Number one, in, in the Garden of Gethsemane, it says Jesus dropped sheds of blood from his brow. He was so distressed, so overcome with grief and pressure because he was headed to the cross that, his, that literally his brain bled blood through his scalp so that God could become Jehovah Shalom, mm -hmm. the Lord our peace. Mm -hmm. Second place, it says Jesus, they took him and they ripped his beard from his face and disfigured him. It says beyond visibility, so you couldn't even recognize him. What was that about? The second time he shed his blood, he became Jehovah's Sidkenu. He took on the ugliness of our sin so he could become our righteousness. The third time Jesus shed his blood, they took him and whipped his back with a cat of nine tails and literally whipped his, mm. tore the flesh off his back. Some believe 40 times less one, as the Bible talks mm -hmm. about, 39 stripes, so that he could become the covenant name Jehovah Rapha, mm -hmm. the God who heals. The fourth time, they placed a crown of thorns on his head. And what does that speak of? Jesus became our curse and shed blood so that he could become Jehovah Jireh. No longer are we under the curse, but now we're under the blessing. The fifth time he shed his blood was when they nailed his hands to the cross and they pierced his hands. Now what does that mean for us? That God became Jehovah Nissi. The Lord now fights our battles for us. The sixth time he shed his blood, they nailed his feet to the cross and this is when we know that God became covenant name Jehovah Shema. The Lord's presence is always with us. 24-7, we're able to walk with God. And last but not least, he, they stuck a spear in Jesus' side and he shed mm -hmm. blood from his side so that he could become Jehovah Rohe, the Lord our shepherd. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for he is with me. This is the covenant blessings of the cross, the covenant blessings of atonement that's available for you and I today to once again reconnect ourselves with the sacrifice of Christ and reconnect ourselves with the passion of Christ and reconnect ourselves with the covenant blessings of God. Amen. It's so powerful and it really is overwhelming. There's such an anointing and mm -hmm. presence of God even as we talk about that. God, God wants to know you more. He wants you to know him more. And he has atoned for every single thing, any guilt, any shame, any condemnation, any judgment that has risen up against you. So just take this moment, just breathe that in and receive that. I love this teaching. It When we first learned of this, it really was uh, the 
kabod. It was, mm-hmm. it's the weightiness of God, the heaviness of God's presence. And so I just encourage you, receive this word because it's for you. It's for your healing, for your deliverance, for your hope, for your future, and for your redemption. Colossians says at one point we were foreigners outside mm-hmm. the covenants and the blessings of God, but now we have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And so during this season of atonement, Beverly and I just want to encourage you Find some time to just reacquaint yourself with the covenant promises of God, with the seven covenant names of God, Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace, Mm -hmm. Jehovah Sitkanu, the Lord our righteousness, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our healer, Jehovah Jireh, our provider, Jehovah Nissi, the Lord who fights our battles for us, Jehovah Shema, the Lord who's ever present with us, and Jehovah Rohe, the Lord our shepherd. And realize and understand This covenant promise of God, these covenant blessings of God are ours by right because of the shed blood of the cross and the atonement that was made for you and I. It says, cursed is he who hung on a tree that we might be free, that the blessings of Abraham might come upon us. Take some time in the next couple of days. Take communion with your family. Mm -hmm. Just juice or wine or bread. Sit with your family. Prepare your hearts as we're entering to tabernacles now. Thank God for his blood. Claim the blood of Jesus. Beverly and I, we apply the blood over our home and over our children and over our family and over our generational bloodlines to say, Lord, not only our lives, cleanse our entire generational bloodline with the very blood and the power of the atonement. And we're believing God that as you do that and claim the covenant blessings of God, you're going to see the manifestations of the goodness of God and the glory of God in your, this, in your life in this season in a new and a supernatural way. It's so powerful, and it's yours. All you have to do is just receive it. Be blessed in this new season as you continue to seek the Lord and as you live in covenant relationship with Him. And we know as we pass through the Day of Atonement, we're coming out on the other side for tabernacles. And that's when we get outside and put a tent up It's not a luxury tent. It's like a Walmart tent. Order some pizza in, sit with your children, celebrate the goodness of God, testify of God's goodness, all that God's done in your life, all that God's done in your history. Celebrate. This is what Israel does every year. They get in these booths and they celebrate the goodness of God and they get outside and look up at the stars. Remember Abraham, it says he's in his tent. He goes, God, what will you give me seeing I go childless. He said, get out of your tent and go count the stars and see how many stars are. And that's how many children I'm going to give you, right? <laughs> expand your vision. Yes. Expand your expand your expectation. Don't settle for what it is right now. There's more. There's more spiritual things, more financial blessings, more blessings for you and your generations and your family members. Claim them now by covenant right through the blood of Jesus as we pass through this day of atonement and we speak blessings on you and your family in this season and ask God to expand you on every side in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for spending this time with us today. It's been a blast. We love you and we look forward to seeing you next time. Be blessed.